Fundraising everywhere. 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 Hello, hello. Welcome to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast. Over the next few episodes, we're taking a look at some of our favourite grants and major donor on-demand sessions in celebration of our Grants and Major Donors Conference on the 14th of December. If you'd like to join us at the conference, you can use the promo code FEPODCAST to get 50% off. Yep, just pop in FEPODCAST at checkout to get 50% off Grants and Major Donor Conference in December via our website. Now, without further ado, on to today's episode. So I'm going to be talking to you about funding for change. Um, And just to sort of give you some context, I think, you know, no one can deny that, that the period over the last few years has been one of huge generational change um, for the whole of society Um, and as an organization as a charity you know we're not immune to that and there was no way that we could just carry on doing what we're doing when the context around us was uh, evolving so quickly so rapidly Um, and so I came to Children in Need two years ago Um, my background is um, well for the last few years I've been in philanthropy but I used to work for a community foundation um, and so uh, I don't know if you know but many community foundations they are grant makers but they are also fundraisers so I do have some fundraising background uh, from my previous role which is why I'm so excited to be here. Um, So um, talking about transformation at uh, BBC Children in Need Um, What I'm going to do, first of all, is just talk through why. Why did we change? Because um, if you can understand why we've changed, then that will help you perhaps understand the changes that that we've actually made in all of our uh, funding and our grant making. Um, So about a year and a half ago, we carried out a a consultation um, with our uh, grant makers, um, with our teams, with our trustees, uh, with the sector with children and young people, um, and we talk to them about what do they need from BBC Children in Need? Um, What do they want us to be doing? Where do they feel that our space is? Because there are lots of funders, but I really do feel that each funder has got a unique place and a unique voice and a unique purpose. So we wanted to really hone down on our identity as a funder. And this will also help our applicants because then you'll have a very clear sense of what we're funding, uh, which is so important. So we carried out a consultation process um, and we uh, looked at various things. We looked at a huge amount of data in terms of what we're funding, our portfolio, uh, you know, where our grants are going. We talked to children and young people who asked us some very difficult questions about where our funding was distributed, how we decided uh, where that funding went. And we also had at the same time a new charitable ambition, um, which I'll come on to talk about. So all of these things were sort of pressing on us to really fundamentally review what we did. And I think this is an important point because I think it's not enough 
to just keep doing what you're doing with a few tweaks around the edges. It can be, um, you know, it, that, that sometimes can be a bit problematic um, because you're not systematically going through everything that you're doing um, and seeing whether or not you're still relevant whether or not what you're doing is still actually having an impact. So we carried out this process of um, uh, consultation and um, we uh, came up with our new grant making strategy, uh, which is available uh, on our website. Um, so please do have a look at it. And actually, as well as this version of the grant making strategy, we also have a version which was created by children and young people, which is really interesting uh, because, you know, this is quite you know, corporate, quite, um, you know, grant making speak, you know, within our charity sector, we have a certain way of phrasing things. Um, and the children and young people that we worked with sort of tore that all up and, and just put all this into their language and how they saw it. So that was really interesting. Um, so this is our new grant making strategy, which I'll go through. Um, but it, essentially, it starts with our strategic ambition, which is that every child and young person deserves the opportunity to thrive and be the best that they can be. Um, and at Children in Need, we act where the need is greatest and we want to create positive and lasting change. And as well as that, we also aim to unite um, the nation, unite the UK and unite communities um, in terms of our fundraising. And that's a very important point because it, it comes down to the fact that BBC Children Need is a really, really well-loved charity. Um, I think we're the most well-loved children's charity. Um, and that carries with it a huge amount of responsibility. Um, the majority of our funding, as you know, comes from public donations. And when we're talking about public donations, we're talking about small donations. So as you know, a director of grant making, essentially, I'm hyper aware of the fact that the money that is coming in for me to give out to grant making through my teams is normally pocket money, money raised from bake sales, you know, small events within schools, within communities. And, and, and you know, especially at this time um, when, you know, people are going through such, such challenging times, there's a real sense of gratitude that people have still been donating to us. I mean, we raised an incredible amount in, through our appeal this year. Um, and um, you know, the majority of that funding comes from schools, children, young people, uh, parents, all getting involved. So with that context, we looked through and, and identified who we were as a funder. And I think this is quite interesting uh, for me to talk through. Because as I said, I think all grant makers and all funders are unique. Um, and sometimes, um, you know, um, there's a temptation to sort of lump us all together and think that, you know, we've got this one project that we want to do. Let's apply to funding to three or four different uh, organisations and, and kind of see how it goes. Um, and what we wanted to do really with this grant making strategy is to clarify what is our identity as a funder? What is it that we bring to the table and that we want to fund, which could also help you in working out whether or not we're the right funder for you? And the, the four things that we identified were that firstly, we're UK wide, but we're locally rooted. So my team is based all across the UK. We're not a London based organisation. Our headquarters are actually in Manchester, um, but our teams are all across the UK and, and we manage the grant 
process and the applications through our local teams. And that's something quite unique, which I think um, can be quite different to other funders who are based in London. We like to think that we're going to be doing more thoughtful leadership in terms of funding for children and young, young people. We're the largest independent funder for children and young people services in this country. Um, so, you know, the, and the majority of our work has been frontline youth provision, you know, open access youth services, all that type of work. And that is really valued by um, our supporters. So that's something that we're going to keep doing. But also um, we want to try and do some more strategic work in, ter in terms of thoughtful leadership, in terms of um taking the knowledge and insight that we hold and spreading that throughout the sector. So many people don't know that we have our own insight team. We collect a huge amount of data about what is happening for children and young people across the UK uh, in terms of issues, in terms of geography, in terms of, you know, anything that may be affecting them. But we haven't traditionally spread that throughout the sector. And I think that's something that the sector would really, really uh, appreciate. So we'll go, you know, hopefully in the next year, the next year or two, you'll start to see a lot more thought leadership from children in need. Another thing that I want to touch upon is that we're the BBC's charity. The BBC actually has two charities, one called Media Action uh, and us as children in need. Um, and, you know, we're a very well-known public brand, but we're also part of the BBC. And what I think is really exciting um, is for us to think about how we as a charity use the BBC platform for social change. And I would say, um, and you might you might agree with me, you might disagree with me, but I would say that Children in Need is actually primarily known for its fundraising night of appeal in November. And people see us as a fundraiser um, and not that many people know about the, the flip side of what we do, which is the grant making. You know, the, the, the average person on the street probably wouldn't know in detail what we fund or would have their own ideas about what we fund. Um, and our grant making is really, really important. But I think we're the only charity which has the BBC as a platform to talk about issues for children and young people. And so it's going to be really, really interesting for me over the next few years if we can start moving children in need to a place where we're using all of our assets and talking about the issues that children and young people face um, and talking about them with the purpose of change. So how do we change and how do we improve the lives of children and young people rather than talking about the issues of children and young people in order to raise funds? They're two quite different things. And I think hopefully you'll start to see us shifting from, move, from using our voice to to raise funds, to using our voice to really amplify um, children and young people and the issues that are facing them. So that's sort of who we are as a funder. How are we going to give out our funding? There are some principles of funding there. And essentially, it's all about trust. Um, so we, what we're aiming to do with our new strategy and with our new application process, which has opened up, is to try and act more flexibly, use our voice, build partnerships when we need to. So you, you're probably aware that the majority of our funding is 
um, distributed through our open process, it, which opened at the end of October. Um, and so anyone can apply to those to that funding uh, for grants. We also want to do some strategic pieces of funding um, where we're working with others in collaboration to tackle some of the, the big issues. Um, and some of this you may have seen already. We launched a Million and Me Fund um, a while ago, which was a fund specifically for mental health and specifically in collaboration with other funders and other charities who work on mental health issues. Um, recently, we also um, provided grant making for our We Move Fund. Um, and that's you know, probably one of the things that I'm most proud of, which is um, and the We Move Fund is a fund for Black-led organisations which address issues specifically for young Black people. Um, and again, it's innovative. It's, it's, it's really the way that the funding has been distributed. Decisions have all been made by young Black people. Assessors were all uh, young Black people. You know, it, it was groundbreaking in terms of how we managed that grant making. And I think you're going to see more of this um, as, the, as the years roll by in terms of us doing some specific programmes where we recognise that we can achieve a lot more than just through our um, open grants process. Um, and our funding model is on um, the, the website as well uh, with some more details. Um, and you'll see that, you know, what we want to fund. We want to fund um, organisations where children and young people are at their heart. So we want to see involvement of children and young people in co-creating anything that is being applied for in terms of funding, um, you know, whether it's a project, how have young people been involved in the design of that project? How do you know that young people um, wanted that project? Where has the need come from? We're going to be asking some tough questions about that. We really want to see projects which are locally based, which uh, are embedded and at the heart of their communities. Those are the ones that really, really appeal to us. Um, and if you're working with marginalised communities, then we need to know how are those marginalised communities involved? And ideally, are those projects led by people from marginalised communities? So all of the things that you would... Uh, probably expect to see from a funder we've made very very explicit in terms of what's important for us uh, for the first time we're funding core costs um, so the type of costs that we're funding uh, have, have changed and I'll talk a bit, a bit uh, more about that and as the year goes on we also are looking to provide further help to our grantees in terms of capacity building uh, because we recognize that Yes, we can keep funding from project to project, um, but there's something about building the capacity of an organisation to sustain itself, to vision what the future is, to plan, to develop, all of those things. And that's something that we're going to be looking at um, in the future as well. So in summary, because I want to save some time for questions, what are you going to be seeing and what is the transformation that's happened in terms of funding at Children in Need? Um, core grants I've already talked about. This was a, I think, a huge change for us at Children in Need. We've always been a project funder. That's what people know us for. Um, but the feedback from the sector um, was that core grants are so important to enable organisations to have some stability, to have some um, certainty in terms of their funding, to have funding to keep the lights on and to keep the heating on, which 
is incredibly important, um, you know, during these times. So core grants, um, we're offering them as a completely separate funding stream for organisations. So you don't have to submit what project you're, you, you know, you'll be applying for. It's just about can you support us as an organisation to do the work that we need to do? So I'm really excited to see what projects we're going to fund with that. Project grants we continue to do because that's our bread and butter and a lot of organisations need project grants. And next year, um, you'll also see us delivering a funding stream in relation to emerging organisations or emerging ideas. And our emerging grants portfolio is really for very small grassroots organisations at the heart of their community who perhaps um, our funding processes traditionally have been too onerous for them to apply, too difficult, um, you know, in terms of capacity. So we're looking um, at how we um, pilot this, this funding stream for those organisations who perhaps need a bit more support. Um, and in terms of what you'll see if you're applying to us for funding, um, you will now we now have a rolling application process. So previously we would have three deadlines and everybody would work towards those deadlines and we'd, we'd close the gates and, you know, um, start again at, at, during the next period. Now, uh, again, in response to the sector, we're thinking about the fact that you should be able to apply when you need to apply, <laughs> not when it suits us or when our deadline is. So really putting the, the autonomy back in your court to say, well, if this is the best time for you to apply, apply then, rather than thinking about our deadline. So we've got a rolling application process. We don't close our doors. Um, and anyone can apply at any point through that one open door. And we have an expression of interest stage. Um, and the reason why we've added an expression of interest stage is because we don't want to waste your time in filling out huge application forms if the chances of success are, are slim, essentially. Um, you know, previously, if you applied to us, we would take your application and this would take four or five months from the application to decision-making through all of our committees and our processes and our due diligence, et cetera, et cetera, four or five months for all of our applications. Now what we're doing is we're doing the filtering process at the first with a very simple expression of interest stage, which hopefully is not, well, it, it isn't as long as a full application um, that you would previously have had to submit. So it's basic details. And then we can tell you within six weeks whether or not um, that, that will go through to the next stage. So the majority of applications that you will put through, you will know within six weeks rather than four or five months, which used to be our previous timeline. Um, so that's all that's happening. That's, you know, where we opened our doors in October for this new process, the new strategy, and we're going to see how things go. Um, so please do keep in touch with us. Let, let us know if it's working, if it's not working, what needs to be tweaked. Um, and I'll end there because I really want to take some um, questions or comments um, or anything that's that's caught your interest. Thank you so much for listening to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not share it with a fundraising friend? And if you would like to give us a little like or subscribe, it really helps more fundraisers like you find us. Thank you so much. See you next time.